0: To you, all of you wise women and men who are here with me. I'm so glad that you are. I'm so glad to be sharing this sacred space and time with you because truly, anytime we use our unique voices to speak our truths, these are sacred moments in our lives. And so, I am planning to be in sacred space with you for about the next hour um this episode will return us to a sort of more original flow to how the podcast began with me introducing jamming meditating and then releasing you into your week with some words of encouragement and some questions for you to ponder So this episode is being recorded on the 8th of August, so we are in Leo season about halfway through. I'm here in the Chicago area and I have to say it feels like Scorpio season already. Um, I don't know if it's the way that the sunlight is coming in through my windows or the way that some of this crisp non-humid sort of fall feeling air has been coming up some days in a row now it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful and although I experience Scorpio season as a um, quite tumultuous or change inducing uh, (laughs) time in my life I am really looking forward to the energy that the change of this season of life is going to bring me and I wonder if some of you are feeling that as well because there's definitely a palpable energy in the air and certainly as we look around us and we take in what is going on in our world we cannot choose well of course we can choose to look away from it but not if we want to be able to step into our vision for a more beautiful restored world and I'm certainly looking to that vision not only with my eyes that I have for my physical sight but also with my internal eyes my intuitive eyes and just the entire eyes of the soma of the body that speak and envision and create and wish and dream so i wonder if all of you are sort of experiencing that to one degree or another and certainly all of us are processing this differently and be aware and accepting of wherever you are in your journey because it's certainly right where you're supposed to be Um, and the support is always there for you so if you do need some support you know don't hesitate to reach out I have completely rebirthed my entire portfolio of offerings on my website to really reflect who I am in this world I am calling myself a original medicine healer and that's basically what that means and we're going to get into this more in the episode is that I'm here to uncover your truth alongside of you so if you are struggling to find your truth struggling to know how to begin that journey struggling to move yourself forward on that journey you can turn to me anytime and we can work together in beautiful ways and especially if my voice resonates with you as you listen to this podcast there's a good chance that there's something more for you here. So I would totally encourage and invite you to explore that relationship further. And you can do that by reaching out to me via email or on social media or on my website. Um, So that's what I want to say about that. Um, I am going to be riffing on something that is a way of life today. I think that I riff on that usually. (laughs) Um, Although these are more, I've been addressing patterns and habits that have been coming up in my life that I wanted to share and speak on and share wisdom on. And this, now what I'm going to talk about today is um, about how I am living my life um, as as a woman on the path of Celtic shamanism. And that is the topic of today. It is an introduction because this is a broad, deep, wide river um, that flows from a very deep healing ocean um, of wisdom and universal knowledge. And so we are not going to be able to cover much here, but I wanted to give you some brief overview of some parts of celtic shamanism the parts that i'm most familiar with right now because i honestly haven't been on this path all that long i know that it is my life path but i haven't been on the path for the last 40 years so my wisdom here is is where it is right and so um I'm doing this because, one, I think it's important to have discussions around these kinds of life paths and what they are and what they mean and how we recognize them, and also because I want to get you so excited to come back next week for the guest episode. I have Catherine Bell with me. She is absolutely a wise woman. She is also a Celtic... Um, shamanic practitioner and um, she talks a lot about some of the elements of Celtic shamanism and a lot of these are included in the oracle deck that we talk about and discuss in depth next week and it is an oracle deck of her creation and I use it as well and it is how I received my call to shamanism and so I wanted to introduce a light familiarity of some of these practices and ancient ways so that when you come back for the guest episode you have a little more connective material and maybe it'll be a richer experience for you because there's just so much wisdom that she shares with us and she's a wonderful human being and such a healer I mean a healer in every sense of the word, so I am thrilled to be bringing her voice to you on this podcast. I am thrilled to be bringing my own voice alongside of her. What an honor um and what she really did was she honored and affirmed my own worthiness, which is such an importantly beautiful and nurturing thing to do so yeah, so that's what we're going to jam on today. I um I'm talking about Celtic shamanism because I have Celtic lineage. My ancestry is Celtic in origin and um when I discovered my shamanic path, I was directed to the Celtic lineage because of where my ancestral roots are. So, um, that is a part of discovery on this path. And we'll talk some about that in the, in jam time. Um, and then we will do a meditation for your um, relaxation and somatic pleasure, hopefully. <laughs> and then, yeah, I will send you out with a few questions for your week. And that will wrap up this episode. And then I'll see you back here for... The Wisdom of Two Wise Women um, next week. So let's jam. All right, friends, welcome to Jam Time, where we are jamming on an introduction to celtic shamanism and i feel like this is a large thing that i'm over, like going to undertake here and so this may end up breaking down into like another mini series and we may have to put the archetypes on hold <laughs> um while i uh riff on what i'm called to riff on and so here's the thing about me making plans these days like if they're plans of just my own self with small s, like, they're probably not going to come true. And so I really just need to um, allow and not plan for any kind of, like, bright, spotted future because I just don't... That's just not how my life is anymore. And uh, the project manager in me is, like, sort of resisting that. Um, But... I don't know. I have this large vision that I hold, of course, and then the path and ways and means to get there are just the great unknown and the great mystery, and that's what we mean when we say we surrender and allow things to unfold as they will. So when I promised archetype miniseries, I will definitely deliver that. However, it might be after a mini-series on Celtic shamanism. So hang tight. It's all good. It's all beautiful. It's all so needed. So stick around and always take what resonates and leave the rest. But I have a feeling that this episode is going to reach people who really need to hear it and are possibly sitting right on the precipice of this kind of life themselves and so this is so important to to be um to get the information and the knowledge and the wisdom that you may need to to boost you forward some on your path I say this all the time um, we can take our we can only take ourselves so far and then we require some outside nurturing um, and that's not in a codependent, I need somebody to affirm me kind of way. It's just I need somebody to mirror me in my desirability and I need to somebody to mirror me and how much they value my voice and my creative gifts and what I'm bringing to the world. And so if I can do that for you now and always and also in the past, like, blessed be because that's a humongous um, honor and also necessity for this new world that we want to call in and to have a healed and whole life really so yeah okay so that was somewhat tangential but I think it was important to be said I felt called to say it so I'm glad I did okay um here we go so I want to start off by talking about what shamanism is shamanism is many many things um I like to talk about shamanism in terms of a lifestyle as I was saying before um, it is a calling it is very much like any other very deep spiritual practice uh, usually you don't find it or you discover something very very like slight about it like you hear the word and comp- passing conversation or something like that and then the drumbeat grows louder and stronger and it starts showing up more and more in your life and that's because the resonance has come in and it is now striking deep within the bone and it is growing stronger and stronger and it is finding you and it's calling to you. So um, it is something, it is a lifestyle that requires great change. It is not um, a path of complacency at all. It is not a path of staying with your old life. In fact, most people that have undertaken a shamanic calling or have chosen to answer that call have experienced death in pretty much every sense of the word, um, be it physical, literal, figurative, or anything else. Um, and I certainly have. So and that that has included most almost everything of my old life, if not everything, um, being burned away or of died having died away. So Um, I don't think that I fully realized what this was going to ask of me when I uh, decided to turn towards the calling. I just felt like this was my way to my truth, and so I did, Um, and I am in a much more clear state and a less... like traumatic I guess state now because I understand like what's being asked of me and I understand my purpose and my path um but yes but shamanism is very much a way to the soul self and it is a way to relate to others and it is a way to relate to our earth shamanic people or um are mostly indigenous cultures so we f- we find them today in um Original American societies, so people native to this land, um, have a shaman, or sometimes they call them a medicine man or woman, or the, the healer of the tribe. Um, we find them in South America. The word shaman also actually originated in. Um, like the Russian area this I believe is like the Siberian area something like that some tribal communities in that region um, that's where that word comes from and so yes most native or indigenous peoples have a shaman who keeps the tribe uh, connected to nature keeps the tribe um sustained with healing capacity and connection and Um, yeah they have a large task but they're also somebody with really bright and clear vision and the ability to transmute um, to take something that was one thing and turn it into something else so this sort of magician quality is also there Um, shamans are shapeshifters they can change into different um, people they can change into different animals or plants and that's done by merging with the energy of them and this usually happens in an altered state um so that's an important thing to understand um there's a lot of ceremony around shamanism there's a lot of ritual around shamanism and every lineage or path has different time-honored traditions um but they are very very similar so um but because I am of one lineage, I am certainly speaking for what I know of that particular path. So again, we're here to talk about Celtic lineage and Celtic shamanism. So um, that's what we're going to do. So that is my definition of shamanism. Um, you could say so much about what it is and what it is not. Um, but it's, I want you to remember always that it is a way of life and it is a way of relating to earth and others um and it requires the full body so it's not just something that you can do while you're in ceremony it's the way that you show up for your life okay so there's that so that's what I wanted to say about that and then um I sort of briefly touched about on lineage um I uh, I'm not really sure what else I want to say about that at the moment other than um when you have a lineage, usually that's the one that you work with um That's certainly the case for me and others that I know on this path um usually it's told to you um in a spiritual way, so you get the information not necessarily from from your grandparents or people like that, but it can come from the realm of spirit so Um, But it certainly does help to speak to the elders of your family or people who have um, wisdom and knowledge about the family and your origins and where you came from and what the struggles were and who these people were and things like that. This can really help you build a good picture of your ancestral karma or... Um, the trials, challenges, and joys of your family line that you also carry within you that you can either turn towards transformation and healing of or you can continue to replay them on the karmic wheel. So when we talk about ancestral karma, that's what we're speaking of. We're speaking of inherited inherited trauma, essentially, that comes down through a bloodline. Um, and so when we talk about a lineage holder, um... This can be somebody way back in the past or this can be somebody that's living. Sometimes it's both um, who can really inform you about your ancestral karma. So um, it's, yes, it's really quite uh, beautiful how much healing you can take on in your life when you understand some of the patterns that you've inherited and some of the Ways that this is affecting you and your offspring. So, any um, children, be them creative or physical children that you bring into the world, may be plagued with your ancestral karma if you are not aware of it. Um, And it will be carried on thusly. So, learning about that is important for everyone, not just people on a shamanic path, um, but a shaman or a shamanic practitioner can absolutely help you understand your lineage. Um, and help you get that information that you need and desire to heal your life so that's one of the ways that shamans work Um, and that's that's regardless of their their personal lineage or their soul spirit lineage that is just um, something that they're able to do Okay. So, all right. So now that we are clear on what that all is, um I want to talk about um some of the tools and the practices that a person on a shamanic path will learn and use and um that one of them that is very very strong in my life is use of the drum and um perhaps some of you have experienced a drum circle or have been uh, places where drums were used in ceremony and perhaps you've had one of two responses. You felt totally invigorated and energized and excited and like, wow, this is so powerful, or you felt totally overwhelmed and anxious um, and just wanting to get out of there as fast as you possibly can. Um, That is because the drum is a, uh, it's a symbol of the human heart actually and the heartbeat of the universe so when we use the drum in a ceremonial sense, it is to mimic the uh, human heart, the heartbeat of the universe, the rhythm of nature, the cycle of life, um, sh- drums in sh- in the shamanic practice. And this isn't always the case because um, they're quite expensive, but like A drum is usually made of a wooden frame, so that's the connection to the tree of life. And then um, the skin is made of an animal, so that is the connection to the animal kingdom. And then like I'm saying, the sound that it emits, and this depends on the size of the drum, the humidity level in the air, the heat in the air, that emits a sound or a vibration or a resonance, and that is akin to the heartbeat of the universe and of humankind. So it ties everything together into one because we are all one. So that is what the drum is all about. Um, and we use the drum to um, uh, like many, many different things, but I want to talk about just a couple of them. But one of them is for clearing. You can use it in a clearing ceremony. So um, I actually did this recently over the um, full moon last lunar cycle. So that was... Um, the full moon in capricorn um and i used it to clear some residual things that i had in in me patterns relationship things that needed to go and so i used the drum um in a fire ceremony actually and I used it to clear my energy out so I just did this by basically getting into a meditative state and drumming for myself very loudly and throughout my aura and up and down the chakra system um and that created such a large release in my energy body and my physical body so that's one way we can use it um Typically, well, typically, what does that word even mean? Excuse me, I did not mean to say that. I don't know what kind of ego word that was. But anyways, um, many times, oftentimes, when a um, person on a shamanic path wants to retrieve spiritual information or information from the other realms, um, this is called the upper world or the lower world. Um, and then here in this reality we have the middle world so um, you as a as a as a person on a shamanic path learning how to do journey work you are able to travel to these different realms um, through use of the drum or the rattle so anything that makes a steady beat at a certain pace um, and usually it is the drum can get you into this altered state of consciousness and there's this entire like science around this. Like this has been proven out scientifically through brain studies and things like that. So if you're curious about that, um, look it up. (laughs) Like this is not some like woo woo or anything like that. Like this is real. (laughs) Um, So this is a practice that is done. It is called journeying. It is a practice that is done to retrieve um, answers to questions or um, guidance from spirit or guidance from Um, spiritual guides or power animals um, and you can retrieve this information in any of the three worlds so uh, yes that is something that is extremely beautiful and sacred and um, definitely life-changing and there's a lot of things that you need to know when you begin journey work so I think that that's probably a discussion for another episode but I just wanted to mention it as a practice Um, so it's one that I have included in my life very, very often, um, like as often as I need it really, and I'm called to do it. So that's quite often because I can always, uh, rely upon my guides to show me in many different ways what I need to know. So Okay. So there's that. Um, what else? So there's a lot of medicinal healing modalities that a person of a, on a shamanic path will use. And um, that can be working with herbs. That can be um, working with energy or body work. Um, so working with Reiki, um, things like that. They, all of this can be called different things depending on the lineage. Um, but I can tell you that tree medicine is extremely important in Celtic shamanism. So use of trees as guardians and protectors, use of trees as wisdom holders, use of trees for their um, their physical properties, so their bark, their berries their leaves a lot of them have medicinal properties depending on the tree so when we talk about elderberries is from the elder tree Um, and this is used for like bronchial or like lung pulmonary things uh, just for an example Um, yes so there are many many different sacred trees to the celts and so when we talk next week with Catherine about the oracle deck that she speaks of that she designed um, they are based on some of the faces are based on trees and different kinds of sacred trees that were uh, held as sacred to the to the Celtic people um, to the ancient Celts so um, yes so that is really really important being able to work with tree medicine and um, this is something that I am really starting to move into now that I've been preparing for on my journey in ways that at the time I didn't realize I was preparing for it but now I do Um, and regardless of lineage here shamans or shamanic practitioners are people who are keepers of the earth meaning that they do not live in a way that is um, detrimental to the nature that is around them because they they believe and know that we are one with these things with these natural beings and so um you can see why it's so incredibly devastating to somebody of um celtic origin or of practicing that lifestyle when we start to remove trees or cut them down or disregard them or kill them because we are killing our medicine or one of our avenues of medicine and healing and so um, our our relationship with trees is so very, very important. And learning their medicine is a way of completely seeing your world in a different way. So that's um, something that's very, very important to uh, Celtic shamanism. Um, quickly, I forgot to do this in the beginning and I apologize. Um, when we talk about the Celtic people, we are not talking about modern-day Ireland, Scotland, or Wales, or England, though they, um, like, yeah, I mean, the Celtic culture is alive and well in a lot of those places, Um, but we are talking about the ancestral home um, of the ancient Celts. They are also called the Gauls. They were And they inhabited the British Isles as well as parts of Spain and France and Germany, um, among other places. So these are ancient peoples. These were people who were living at the time of goddess worship, Um, which brings me to my next uh, important part of Celtic shamanism is the work with the god and the goddess. And there are many. Um, And so what this really is, is the marriage or the exchange between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And we have to have one in order to have the other, like it can't, it cannot be one or the other, or one cannot be more important than the other. Um, But there is definitely a very heavy emphasis on goddess worship in the Celtic tradition, Um, so there are many many goddesses in the celtic pantheon as well as gods Um, but i do want to point out that like goddess connection working with the goddess um, is extremely important here so this is something that has been very healing for me as I work to heal my relationship with both the divine masculine and the divine feminine you can also call these things the divine mother and the divine father and these are um, archetypes within all of us so again that word archetype which we will riff on in subsequent episodes but um, we all have the ability to be mothers and fathers to ourselves this is called reparenting which is a task that most of us need to uh, carry out within this lifetime in order to heal our ancestral karma. Um, We are mothers and fathers to our creative children, um, to our physical children. Um, We are um, in the embodiment of the divine, so that means that we have a sense or set of masculine and feminine divine energies within us that need balance and seek balance. And so it can show up in our lives in, in a lot of ways that are wounded when we don't have that restoration to that balance and we don't have that, um, that pristine, pure marriage between these two energies. So... um yeah, this is something that's quite important when we're working with energy and the divine source of energy, which is, you know, the god and the goddess energy. So this is something that's very important in Celtic lineage. This is how they refer to it. Um, So yes, (laughs) yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah what else do I want to say oh I want to talk about some animals um because every lineage has a certain set of animals that's very very important to their what their people their tribes um and it's usually based on where they were living so because the ancient Celts were in a certain part of the world that was different from um say like indigenous uh, tribes here in America um or on this continent they this differs slightly, but again, like I'm I'm not um educated or walking the way of an indigenous um North American shaman, so I wanna be careful that I don't say anything ignorant here. So I wanna keep this within the context of Celt, Celtic. Um I'm not gonna go into all of the um sacred animals because there's just too many, but I do want to talk about a few of them and one of them is the salmon, the fish. Um, the salmon is said to be a sacred wisdom holder and that when you eat it you become more wise Um, and this is because salmon were found in in an abundance in uh, this region of the world Um, so and it was like a staple to Celtic society and so it was seen as a very sacred gift um, of the goddess and so that is why um, salmon comes up in uh, Celtic mythology quite often and in Celtic what we would call fairy tales or um, stories, ancient stories. Um, so it's always talked about in a sacred way. Um, the bear. The bear is the protectress. It is the mother, the... um. The sort of warrioress archetype as well. so um, she who protects what is hers, but is also very loving and nurturing um, and steadfast and powerful. So very much the warrioress archetype here, and something that was very um, important to Celtic people. Um, also we have the stag. The stag is a symbol of intuition. Um, the antlers symbol like open-mindedness, logic, intuition, um, expansion, and uh, it's a companion along the path, the unforged path, unique path of the of your life. Um, so we have stag energy. Um, that is something that has been very important in my life for sure. Um, and so that is one of the the sort of masculine energies within the power animals that um is a guiding force and can manifest as a guide um in the spiritual realm so um also the stag um what else there's the raven um the hawk the hawk is really important um for it's a symbol of clear vision Um, of flight and uh, like ascension into higher wisdom and knowledge Um, it's like fierceness and being able to fly towards your vision fly towards um, what you see for yourself Um, it's also the ability to look down on your world from a more zoomed out perspective and point out what's not working or what needs to be pushed into a transformative state Um, so the hawk is also a very strong energy that I work with so um, I have a deep respect for that animal archetype as well as the physical animal and um, for just the guidance that that particular animal can give us as humans so Yes. So, yes. So animals are hugely important. Um, These are also called um, totem animals. And again, that's a a North American shamanic practice. Um, They symbolize the important protecting guiding spirit animals of the tribe. And so that's why they were on the totem. There's a hierarchical order to that. And I can't remember exactly what that is, but um, it is there. So, Definitely um know that animals as being part of the earth and part of our kinship um are very, very important when we speak of walking a shamanic path. So okay, so there's that. Um Yeah, so when we talk about uh the the card deck, the Oracle deck with Catherine next week and the week after. Um, you'll hear about a lot of these things that I'm talking about right now, and that's because these are symbols that are also in her deck um, or in her cards that she designed um, or brought, birthed into the world, really. Um, so I wanted you to have a clearer understanding of what these things are um, because they are extremely uh, valuable and wisdom holding in this tradition of shamanism so yeah so I guess um how I want to wrap this jam time up is um by talking about how the call to shamanism has changed my life so far um and um I don't really want to deter anybody from this path like if you're feeling called to it step towards it because it will take you somewhere so beautiful that you had never imagined before and it is scary to do that um it is scary to know that you're walking into a lot of change um however it is the most um rewarding change that you can ever desire so yeah so I want to impart that encouragement on you hopefully it is encouraging um but I just want to say briefly about um, my own story with this um, and I do talk about this some with Catherine but yeah things when I started to um, awaken uh, and remember who I truly am or get curious about who I truly am um, before that came before the remembering um, things powerful things started to show up in my life and one of them was Reiki. Which I shared with you before. Um, and then later, after I was gifted Catherine's deck, um, I received the naming of the call to shamanism. So I absolutely felt compelled towards a spiritual path. I just didn't know what that was going to look like yet. And then it manifested in the call, to, a very clear call to shamanic study. And this is like a lifelong thing. This isn't something that you go to university for four years and then you're a subject matter expert. Like I said, this is a way of life. And when you're truly living something, the knowledge and wisdom that you can gain from living it day to day in all experiences with all people and uh, under all circumstances just continues to broaden the depth and breadth of what you know and um, experience with it. So So yeah, so I got this call and um, that's when things really started to, well, I was told when I got the call that everything in my old life would have to die. And at the time I, uh, my ego said, okay, but not my relationship. At the time I was in committed partnership and obviously that also had to go. Um, And it's clear to me now why that is. Um, even though it was sad and painful but it couldn't it couldn't be with me now Um, that relationship it wasn't going to be the container that could hold this extremely transmutive journey that I'm on and I want to tell you and this is somewhat tangential but nonetheless important if you have to leave certain containers for your own growth that is completely the the most wonderful thing to do for yourself it's very loving it's very honest it's very truthful and it will take you into a newer more fuller expression of what you're on this earth to be and do and I know that it is painful I know that very very much Um, but these containers can look like jobs they can look like friendships they can look like partnerships um, they can look like romantic partnerships um, places of living really anything that holds your energy um is can be a, considered a container and sometimes those containers become too small for us or they don't fit us quite right anymore or um they just don't they just don't know how to hold us anymore and then we have to say like okay I'm going to take back what's mine and I'm going to find a container that can hold this or not only can hold it but I can expand into And so that's the shamanic path for me because it brings up challenges and calls me to myself in different ways with different expressions. And I have to continue to work towards expanding into this mantle that I so desire to wear, which is Celtic shamanist. And in order to be that, I have to embody my full wise woman and wild woman. And so that's something that is part of part of my everyday practice right like life is a practice and how we spend our time and energy is a practice and it creates more of what we practice and so becoming really clear on alignment and this has happened in so many ways guys like I just I can't even tell you how many things that are now clear to me that I'm going to do in order to align myself with what is actually right on this path that i'm walking so right relationship um it blows my mind but i can't be an Earthkeeper and be a capitalist right like they they don't go together so i'm looking at all the different places in my life that i have investment of time energy or resource in capitalism and i have to reclaim that and take it away from it um so you'll find for example on my website that every single one of my programs and offerings are essentially donation based um and what this looks like is it's a three um sort of different option model um the one is you pay what you can and whatever feels like won't be a stretch for you or won't be s- won't make you feel like you have to go without in, un- in other ways um it's affordable to you, that's what you pay. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Then there's the pay what is suggested. So I have a suggested monetary amount on everything or most everything. And if you're able to meet that comfortably, please do. Right. And these are things that your heart will tell you. And then the third one is pay it forward. So if you know that you're in a really abundant cycle right now of your life and you have a bunch that you want to share and that sharing looks like sort of um donation-based and paying it forward for somebody else and again like searching your heart you will know this then that's what you do right and so this is how we achieve balance in our life and this is how I achieve balance with my work and it takes a lot of trust to get there but um, to put a monetary value on my voice, my work, myself just isn't true for me anymore and it just isn't honoring of the path that I'm on and it isn't um, it isn't a way that is truly showcasing the innate and um, necessary value of my voice in the world because you can't put money on anything like that. Um, it's just it's beyond you know it's beyond this realm even it's so important it's a it's a soul calling it's a soul path and so not only do I want everyone to have access to my voice and my work and what I put out into the world but I also want to be really clear on how I'm interacting with this extremely broken patriarchal capitalistic system and it's not by perpetuating more of the same with um You know, how much can I get from you in exchange for what I can give, you know, in a monetary sense. Like there's always an energetic exchange and even me just working with you creates an energetic exchange and it's not it's just not all about the money and like that that is done for me. Like I'm it's over and done with me. So, um, that feels really good and liberating. So that's one way, for example, that this path has asked me to get really clear on how I am forging my own way in this world and doing things differently because the path of shamanism is not to do the same as everybody else. It's not to be the same as everybody else in the village. It's to be unique and fully expressed and be 100% in your full power and exercising all the gifts that you have to give in this lifetime And um, in order to do that, you have to step away from things that feel mundane and the same um, and make them something that's actually aligned to your unique and personal and beautiful blessed truth. So that's going to take on many different shapes over our lifetimes Um, and it's certainly not just unique to people on a shamanic path to call their energy back from things that don't serve them. That's the job of humanity. Um, So definitely be encouraged to do that whether you're on a shamanic path or not Um, and it's a way of restoring your life and restoring your voice and that's exactly what I'm here to do. Um, So I want to wrap up this jam by talking about my, um, what I'm calling myself, which is an original medicine healer. Uh, So in shamanism, original medicine is what is called our truth. So original medicine is unique to each person and your original medicine is how you heal your life and you heal your life by speaking truth to yourself and to others. Um, so what I am here to do and how I'm fulfilling my purpose is by being, um, a healer to your original medicine and helping you excavate the stories and the voices and the, um, narratives and patterns that have been handed to you through your ancestral lineage, through our culture, through the patriarchy, through partners, parents, friends all these people yourself um, working through all of those things um, that have developed habits and patterns and choices and levels of comfort and discomfort in your life that just aren't true for you and so what we do is we work to recover the unique voice which is the original medicine so that you can always speak true to yourself and offer yourself healing in all situations and you can give yourself medicine your original medicine whenever you feel yourself sickening with whatever the world is trying to offer you so um it's <laughs> as you can hopefully tell by now it's the way that i live my life um, i'm dedicated to a lifetime of unveiling and uncovering and using my original medicine and I'm so passionate about it that I want to help others do this so if you're feeling called to get clear on your truth and get clear on who you are and re-member who you are um, I highly encourage you to have a look around my website and see if there's something there that's sparking you or speaking to you because like I said like there's no monetary expectation you just show up with what you have and we work from there so um okay so (laughs) wow this has been I love talking about this you know you're into something good and pure and true and fully you when you could just when you're saying the words without even not even like having to think hard or long about what you're saying they're just flowing through as if they were coming through this pure straw of wisdom like a funnel of wisdom I don't know anyways what i mean to say by that is i'm i feel fully open and these things are just flowing from me and that's such a beautiful way to be expressing so okay i think i want to wrap up the jam now and we're going to head into meditation um, and then we're going to talk about a few things in the outro and I'm going to bless you into your week. So let's meditate. Okay, friends, welcome to your meditation for this week. Um, I would invite you to come back to this meditation as often as you need to. It's going to be a really beautiful and informative one. Um, it's also two-parted. The first part is going to be um, accessing our inner voice. And then the second part is going to be a rec- relaxation practice where I will drum the rhythm of the breath. So I would invite you to settle in. You are welcome to stand for this if you feel you need to be grounded and aligned. You may sit down if you would like to um, really feel into your back body and raise the uh, posture of your spine and neck and shoulders. Or you may lie down if you just want to be in full surrender mode. Any of them are fine. I would encourage you to set an intention for the position of your body. And then we will begin. So I would like you to tune into your breath. Feeling the rising and the falling. The mountain and the wind. The mountain of the inhalation. The wind of the exhalation. And just imagine yourself being tall, strong, steady, ancient, wise as the mountain. And also imagine yourself to be creative, life-giving, powerful, sweeping, clearing, energizing, refreshing like the wind you are both of these things and I invite you to focus your vision on the sensation that you feel in your body when you are when you imagine that you are both mountain and wind with these feelings invite them into your body for with them will come your truth your soul voice because your soul voice stands tall in itself as the mountain does and the soul voice whispers with the wind or howls with the wind and when it whispers when it gently breezes into your life when it howls it is whispering breezing and howling your truth and right now we are going to ask our soul self what is it that I need to know right now in this sacred space where I am standing tall and I am hearing myself strongly what do I need to know? And we listen. We listen for her speaking. And that message that comes through is ours, and it is true. And I invite you to sit with this message for as long as you like. We are now going to move into our relaxation and release with the breath. So I am going to drum for the inhale and the exhalation. So I will count and I will drum. So here we go. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. 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 In through the nose. The mouth, the nose, the mouth, the nose, the mouth, the nose, the mouth. In through the nose, out through the nose. In through the nose, out through the nose. In through the nose, out through the nose, in through the nose. nose, out through the nose, in through the nose, out through the nose, in through the mouth, Welcome to the outro of this week ah oh, I'm so glad you were here for it with me I'm so glad you were here for the pranayama with the drum I hope it was awesome I hope it was empowering um I think the drum is so empowering and cleansing and beautiful but um yeah I don't know. I hope this whole episode was just so interesting to you and I feel so good about this episode. I feel so truthful about this episode. I feel so um, expressed in this episode and that feels wonderful. I feel like me and I'm using my voice and I am heard and The desire to be heard is strong and I know that so many people are going to find this episode who really cherish it or need it or have been desiring for something like this to be in their lives and to be that physical manifest for myself as well as others is just like the great gift of being alive and being a human in this body so Oh, so grateful for you. So grateful for me. I'm so grateful. I just want to shout it from the rooftops. My goodness. Um. Okay. <laughs> so with all of that said, I want to lean into the week with some questions here. And these questions are all about focus. Um. I was reading the Women Who Run With Wolves book by Clarissa Pinkola Estes um and she talks about focus um and it's three components and that is sensing hearing and following the directions of the soul voice all right so that's when we're really focusing and my questions to you are just about that like how are you sensing your soul voice like what do you use to sense that how do you know it's real how do you know it's true what what are the mechanisms within your body and within your mind that you use to sense when your soul voice is speaking to you? And how do you hear it? What are what are ways that you hear what your soul has to say to you? Do you answer it with doubt? Are you hearing it as um ego chatter or labeling it as as ego chatter when actually it's affirmation? Um Are you hearing it when people give you compliments about your gifts or are you um, just rejecting it with a sense of um, unworthiness or extreme crippling modesty? Um, So how do you hear when the soul speaks to you and perhaps you hear it in your body? Perhaps there's a tingle in your tummy. Perhaps there's a tickle in your left eyebrow. I don't know. It can come in all sorts of ways, but I'm just wondering, how, how do you hear it? Um, and perhaps you take these questions to your journal. I encourage you to do that. Um, and then how are you following the direction that you receive? So for those of us who are able to hear the soul voice and are able to sense it and sense its right relationship and guidance, how are we acting out in this physical world, um, the physical manifest? How are we acting on our soul voice? so yeah those are really deep questions and you can ponder those for as long as you like i would encourage you to take them to your journal if you're journaling um, because a journal is a container of our journey and as of our energy and it just allows us so much clarity so truly like take these things and take Moments um, to write about them and be curious about them and pause and reflect so I think there's a lot there for you if you're curious enough um, so okay so those are the questions that I want to put out there for your week um, and encourage you to come to clarity and focus on them <sighs> I'm so excited to have you back next week with me and Catherine. Oh my God, it is so cool. She's, she's incredible. So come on back for her. She's going to be around for two weeks. Um, She, she and I jammed for three hours. So I split the episode into two parts <laughs> so that it would be easier to, um, consume and also because there's just so much wisdom that I feel like you're going to need to integrate and process I certainly did um over the next week so um come on back for her and her beautiful unique voice and wisdom um and in the meantime I'm offering you so many blessings for your week blessings as we move through the middle and end of Leo season Um, blessings for the new that is coming in and the old that is dying out blessings for the revelations and the reactions blessings for the nourishment and the refinement blessings for the relationships and the honesty that comes from relationships so all of these things I send you, I think of them from my heart and I send them out to whoever needs them and may you be blessed. I'm so glad you're here with me and I can't wait to have you back. In the meantime, sign up for my newsletter. um there is a sign up uh, at the bottom of my website and you will get this really awesome creation that I made it's called the truth warrior meditation and it's all about how to live in tune with the moon and work with archetypes so all the things that we're covering in this podcast if you want to live it that's your place to begin doing that so I would totally encourage you to go sign up I promise you my emails will be things that you actually want to know and actually really feel connected to because if you're connecting with this podcast it's more of more basically it's more of this kind of thing it's more of my voice it's more of my writing my words my my offerings and so if this is resonating for you be as you are and be where you belong and (laughs) you belong hanging out with this tribe of nomads and wayfinders so You're so welcome to be here with us. We're glad to have you, and I'm so glad and blessed to have you. So, okay, blessings to your unique voice, and I will hear you back here next week. And until then, sending you so much love and gratitude. We'll talk soon. Bye.